0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: Morning, everyone. And welcome again to the Breakfast of Champions. It is early, but we are here. And we're talking about how small and large decisions lead you to transformation. How small and large decisions lead you to transformation. We think big in this room, within this club. We think big. But this morning, I'm going to ask a question about something very small. When I think of small, right, and the question is, what is the smallest thing you could possibly think of? Like physically, you know, metaphorically, what, what is the smallest thing? When you think of small, What is how small can you go? Right? How small can you go? I think of mustard seeds when I think of small. Crack your mic and just throw out answers. When, when you hear small, how small can you go? Wh- which, are, when you think of small, Ramon, wh- what do you think of when you hear small? Wh- what comes I think of one? like uh, a piece of salt, maybe. Okay, salt, That that is small. Salt, that's a good one, Ramon. Salt, who else? Sand, that is very small. Ice. Ice, Ice. small. Sugar. Oh, electrons,
2: protons, neutrons. That's what I was saying. molecule.
1: Neutrons. neutrons, neutrons, okay. Tip of a pen. Something like, like sugar. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for those answers. Those are very, very small things. I mean, like super small. Somebody said a neutron. You can't even see it. That is like mega small. When I think of small, I think of a a mustard seed. But another thing that came to mind um, really was an ant. How small is is an ant? An ant is extremely small. Did you all know that there are like 10,000 known species of ants around the world? Did you know that over ten thousand species of ants? Did you know that ants actually only live for several? They can live for several weeks to several years, but their lifespan is is pretty pretty small. Ants can. Did you know that ants can actually lift and carry like three times their sizes? Many of us have seen ants carry stuff. I've seen ants carry stuff, and I look down there to see is that ant carrying. That piece of crackerjack, he's carrying a whole crackerjack, like, what's going on? It's the power of the ant. And this morning, um, I would like to speak to leadership lessons learned. Uh, I am TM Hyman. I've been in leadership for almost 20 years now. I started extremely early. My parents were entrepreneurs, so I learned the power of, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat real early, right? I mean, work ethic was important to my family. I'm a business coach, I'm a business leader, I'm a business catalyst, uh, I'm a mentor, right? And, And I take pride in helping people to close gaps personally so that they can integrate business faith and leadership to become more confident and to grow as an individual and ultimately to grow their revenue, to grow their sales. Leadership is the sauce. If you are looking to make the most amount of money in your life, and your career, you must take on a leadership position of some kind. Whether you're working for someone else or working for yourself, leadership is the way. But today I want to talk about, as we talk about large and small, small and large decisions that lead to transformation. Um, my studies, my devotionals this week were very enlightening. And so what I've done is I've compiled about three um, of my devotionals to share with you this morning through some notes that I took. And, and the first one was really around um, a, a scripture uh, that that I, I'm i not sure I had ever leaned into the way that I did this week. And that was Proverbs six, six through eight. Proverbs six, six through eight. And, and it was really talking about, in my opinion, like leaders, leadership lessons from an ant. <laughs> leadership lessons from an ant We can even learn from an ant, my friends. And so Proverbs 6, 6, and 8 read, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. I was like, what? I, I didn't realize that it literally said, "Go to the ant, seek advice from the ant." So I started to lean into the ant a little bit, and and I found out one that the ant there was over ten thousand different species. Right? Um, they're they're very prevalent in like tropical areas. Uh, they don't live too long, and they carry three times their size. And so I wondered, like, you know, wow, that's impact. And and, and it, has me to pose the question to you this morning. Do you want to make an impact? Because I am all about impact. I'm all about legacy. Legacy is impact, right? But do you wanna make an impact? Then we need to pay attention to the metaphors of the ant. It's amazing that one of the smallest of God's creatures can become one of his greatest teachers. Yeah, that the ant is here to teach us. And so I just wanted to share. The ant teaches us a, a, attitude of initiative, attitude of initiative. Ants don't need a commander to tell them any time, any how to get started, any way, right? The scripture says they don't have a captain, an overseer, or a ruler. Ants don't need a commander to tell them to get started. So if an ant doesn't need a commander, why do we, why do we need someone To tell us to get started? Guess what? We don't. In, we're talking about the ant this morning. In, it's the nature of integrity. It's the nature of integrity. Ants work faithfully and need no outside accountability to keep them doing the right thing. What are they doing? They are harvesting, they're handling their business. It's the nature of integrity. Ants work faithfully. And need zero outside accountability to tell them what to do. So why do we need accountability buddies and partners and families to keep us on on, on track, right? I was uh, in a um, I'm in so many chat groups, but I remembered a, a text from one of our peers in a chat group yesterday. It was like, I got this launch coming up, and you know I, I want you all to hold me accountable for my launch. I'm like. What the heck? Hold you accountable for your launch that's gonna make you a lot of money. Okay, we gotta do better. Now I'm all about accountability partners. I'm that I'm that accountability person, right? That's why I mentor. But sometimes we rely on it when we really don't need it. If an ant doesn't need it, why do we? T, we're talking about ants this morning. T, it's the thirst for industry, the thirst for industry. Ants work hard and will replace their anthill when it gets ruined. When it gets ruined, when it's over, right? Listen, it's time to get back to work, let's replace it. Some of us hire too slow or fast, and we fire too slow or fast. And we have to have a thirst for the industry to be willing to work hard and quickly replace what needs to be replaced in order for us to continue on to the destination or the finish line. S, it's the source of insight. Ants store provisions in the summer. Ants store provisions in the summer. If the ant is smart enough to know that winter is coming. hmm. If the ant knows that the winter is coming and they need to store provisions, right? We should also, do you wanna make an impact? The ant has taught us some things. But how can we apply these lessons in our own lives? The A was for attitude of initiative. Ants don't need a commander to tell them anything. Ants don't need a commander to tell them to get started. You shouldn't either. Simply get started. You don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be complete. In fact, if you're 70 to 75% there, get started. Figure the rest out on the way. The end, nature of integrity and to work faithfully. Don't need any outside accountability. At some point, you just have to make a decision. Make a decision that you are going to be successful, regardless of what's going on around you, unmoved by your circumstances or situations, right? 10% is the situation, 90% is how you respond to it. Hold yourself accountable. The T, thirst for industry. When you work hard, you're vested, and you don't wanna see your hard work be compromised by someone who doesn't work hard, but someone who's not that vested. Be willing to replace, handle your business, and keep it moving for the overall good. S, source of insight. We have to go from spending so much to investing way more. We have to stop spending our time, spending our money, and invest our time and invest our money so that we can store provisions for when we need them. How can we apply these lessons in our lives? We have to take account. We have to take assessment. We have to assess every day. I thought the lessons of the ant were like, whoa, I respect the ant so much more. I would no longer step on the ant when I see it on the ground. I got respect for the ant who's carrying three times their weight. If the ant can carry three times their weight, guess what? God's never going to put more on us than we can bear. We can carry our weight, too. I see Miss Gloria on stage, Miss Gloria Banks on stage, and Miss Gloria Banks, can I say, I saw your Facebook post yesterday with you, like, man, with, with you leading the fight, doing what you do in such a magnificent, dynamic way in that room. Like you, you exhibited, you exhibit such dynamic leadership, right? And, and you're leading a lot of women. But I want you to know, you're also inspiring a lot of men through your leadership, and you look fabulous doing it. And I'm all about edifying, and so I see you on stage and wanted to edify you, because your leadership lessons, right? I mean, I'm not sure if you all know who Miss Gloria Banks is, but she is the woman, uh, for Mary Kay, right? I mean, she she's leading thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. And she does it with ease or makes it look easy because she's having fun. Leadership is not always such a dark place. It can be a fun place, right? We say it's a lonely place, but you have to make it your own. And I wanted to recognize Gloria Banks, Mrs. Gloria Banks, because she clearly has made her assignment her own, and and, and she understands the assignment. Flash your mics if you're following with me this morning. Amen, amen, yeah. amen, amen,
4: amen, yes. Man, amen. <laughs> You know,
1: I didn't want to interrupt you. You know, I did not want to interrupt
3: you. Oh, my goodness. But this is Gloria, and I thank you, the small aunt. I was following every bit of that story. And I just want to add this one thing, just leadership. I love what you said. Leadership is lonely, but it's not so lonely when you're leading because you're making such a difference. And your analogy and your teaching to this morning is so incredible that you would choose to edify me when I'm listening intently and taking notes on what you're saying. So thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Th- th- thank you. Uh, and I thank Dr. Rowe for introducing uh, you to us um, earlier in the year, right? I mean, you're, you're such an example. And again, not just for women. Um, when, when you see dynamic individuals doing dynamic things, right, you, you have to stop and pause. And we got to get out of the, the mindset of hating on people who are doing better, right, um, because they, you don't know what it took for them to get there. And I'm going to tell you something, just the principle in life, like it's energy. When you put out negative energy, it's no way that you can get positive energy back, right? You, you have to put out positive energy and stay on a high frequency if you are looking to go to the next level. Right. You cannot achieve high performance with low frequency energy, low frequency energy. We're talking about leadership lessons this morning. I want to talk about brokering talent a little bit as well. Right. Because with that, with the teachings of the ant. Right. And we know that we have got to have, you know, attitude of initiative and and the nature of integrity and the thirst of industry and the source of insight. But we have to broker talent for team building. Broker talent for team building. I mean, recruiting and talent acquisition has changed. I'm, I'm trying to hire some folks right now, and I have totally just kind of paused. Because what we're looking for, the talent we're looking for, and the proficiency we're looking for, the excellence we're looking for, has changed. People do not want to work. I don't know what just happened during this pandemic, but it is hard to get people to work. Okay, it's hard for those of us who are shipping products. Um Federal Express is, is is like the only Federal Express and UPS, right? We have to depend on them. And and they can't get people to come to work, which means packages are being delayed. You know, I'm not sure how many of you shop online, but has anybody had any packages that have not been delivered on time this season? Anybody? Cuz I know quite a few. What what am I where am I going? Where Everybody right? And, and what're we talking what I'm talking about is, is again, the ability to hire talent. People don't want to work. and so what me, we
4: have let me do, speak to that real quick to you
1: Please, please do, sir.
4: I want to speak to that real quick, not to be um, confrontational in any way. you should perform. However, with that said, I, I, I think that I disagree a little bit when you say people don't want to work. I think that people are starting to have their eyes opened that the system we've been in for a really long time is not working. The system doesn't work. Therefore, there are many people that, especially in this last two years, right, where all of a sudden we realize we can work from home. We can live in the places that we wanna live that aren't as expensive as the major cities. We can, we can do things virtually. We, we see people online, right? You see a kid like Ryan making $27 million opening presents online, right? Whereas we have other people like my stepdad, for example, who's still slaving going on 60 years old you know i may making making twenty dollars an hour somewhere, right, so I think that we all have this desire to work to build to create, to grow, to elevate, but many of the companies that have been established over the last decades and decades and decades and decades and decades, and decades have proven that it's not the the old a hey, get a job, go to college, get a degree and then go work for somebody for for, for 40 hours a week till you're 65 years old and get your gold watch, I think that that, that that's been shifted. I think it's been shifted to you. Absolutely. And so I think now it's a challenge of the leader. I think it's the challenge of the leaders to create environments that help people reach their goals. And if you can create an environment where 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 people can grow and achieve alongside of you i think it's easy to recruit talent and to recruit recruit uh, a great great human at that point does that mean
1: no glenn we we're on the same page um you know where where i was headed with that because i totally agree right um people want to be respected um So let me just go back to the point and and clarify the statement of people uh, don't want to work. So that was certainly a generalization not applicable to all, right? My point was specific to the benefits um, that were just distributed, right? Um, The benefits that were just distributed um, across the country has, I think, um, allowed some people to become more comfortable than they probably should have become. Right? So for me, I, I certainly agree with everything that you just stated, but I also think that there's been a shift, right? Um, this time in which people did not necessarily have to work because they were being paid to stay at home, I think it created two paths, right? I think it created a path for entrepreneurs who no longer want to necessarily be under the, the, the thumb of someone else who they aren't aligned with. Right? Um, and then I think it created another path for people who, did not want, who didn't have to go back to that old job, right? But some people leveled up. They leveled up during this downtime. And so now they're able to go to a different type of job. They're able to go to a different type of industry. And so absolutely, Glenn, thanks for that clarity um, and, and blowing that out a little bit. It's not that necessarily people don't wanna work, right? But specific to Federal Express in the example that I was using, um federal express ha- has explained right that their packages are are behind ups's packages are behind because there was an influx in packages with not enough staffing an influx in packages but not enough staffing and so glenn i think you're right people have this people have options people have new perspective uh people have new goals, new targets for themselves, right? right? And it's leaving employers stuck. Folks, this is what I know to be true. 40%, 40% of today's workforce will become entrepreneurs over the next three to five years. 40%! That's great news. Great news, but it's also creating an imbalance in what has been normal, right? specifically for big box yep. companies. Where am I going with this? What am I saying? I am saying that we have to broker talent for team building within our own organizations, within our own communities, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 4, 16. I loved this when I read it um, on Tuesday. I love this. There are diversities of gifts, but yet the same spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. First Corinthians 12, 4 the 6. Leaders aren't supposed to do all the work. Because what I'm talking about this morning is leadership lessons learned, right? I've learned that leaders aren't supposed to do all the work. Glenn is not supposed to do all the work. That's why he has a team that's so large. We're not supposed to do all the work, but we are to effectively broker the talent on the team. Good teams use every gift and enjoy both unity and diversity, right? The apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12:4 and 16 laid it out, some, some, some great teamwork philosophy that I walked away with, right? And here's some notes that I took. The team possesses a variety of gifts and positions but pursues the same goal in the overall same mission. That's been a struggle. It's a struggle to get people on the same page who come from different walks of life, different gifts, have different passions, to get them all on the same page is a challenge, but it's leadership. Leaders aren't supposed to do all the work. The team should possess a variety of gifts and positions and we all should be pursuing the same goal. Doesn't mean we're gonna do it the same. There are gonna be some things uniquely different, but we're all on the same team. Everyone has a contribution to make. That's number two. Everyone has a contribution to make, regardless of what it is. Everybody's contribution is, is validated. Everybody in this room, you are validated. You're at the table. Your voice is relevant. Your your voice is needed. Your voice is encouraged. Now, whether you take advantage of it is a little different, but it's welcomed. Number three, God is the source of each gift. So he deserves the glory for it, the praise for it. I heard praise yesterday from, from Brad, and he was certainly on point. But Glenn, man, that message yesterday. You gave, you infused us with a little bit of rise and grind. We had been missing that yesterday. But that, that message inspired me and encouraged me yesterday and really caused me to lean in a little deeper into to my devotional. Number four, God chooses who has what gifts. So we must not, not, not compete or compare. L- listen, it was God that blessed Glenn, right, with that smile and, and that, that vocabulary. Don't be hating on them. That's Glenn's smile.
4: (laughs) God and the great Dr. Bart Farland.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be hating. Listen, God blessed us with the gifts, so we should not compare ourselves, compete with each other. You are uniquely you, I am uniquely me. Number five, team members to function like the organs and muscles in a body that's really what i got out of the apostle paul's philosophy he was talking about how we should move right in the head and limbs and 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 yeah if you are a team an effective team you should function like the organs and muscles in a body without the organs and the muscles the body can't function the body is not the body No team member is less important than the other. No team member is less important than the other. We're talking about brokering talent for team building. We're talking about having a diverse team with diverse perspectives and diverse backgrounds. And when we all come together for the overall good, how everybody benefits. No team member is less important than the other. God's goal. It's team harmony and mutual care. That, that That is really the goal. And that's the goal, if it's God's goal, then it should be our goal. For team harmony and mutual care. Mutual care, underline mutual care, if you wrote that down, because I think we don't catch that often enough. Not, I think what we hear is self-care, self-care, self-care. That's a term we hear a lot right now, self-care. But it's, Mutual care. Number seven, although members are equally important, they are meant to be diverse. They are meant to be diverse. They're not meant to think like you, talk like you, walk like you. I know you think everybody should. But that's not the intent. The intent was for us to be diverse. The intent was for us to not always agree with one another. Because how are we growing if we're always agreeing? And then lastly, we should not compete with each other, but complete each other. I said we should not compete with each other, but complete each other. How do you utilize every gift on your team is my question. How are you leveraging the gifts on your team? Do you want everybody to be a... A mini you, like a mini me, like no, I do not want not one mini me outside of my own seeds. We should not compete with each other, but we should complete each other. We're talking about leadership lessons learned. I'm going to pause for a moment to allow uh, comments, feedback. Uh, anyone wants to to chime in?
5: Hi, T.M. It's Annette. Good morning. Good morning um, I was just wondering as well with some people whether our expectations of employees had gone up a lot because if you read Think and Grow Rich you expect that people might have some extra ideas whereas if they haven't read it they're not going to necessarily know to give a month free and they'll get the money you know they'll get the money back and prove themselves and that uh, so we're reading it And setting that expectation, but they know nothing about it because they haven't read it. And one other share, you were saying about the ant, and it brought back a memory from about 17 years ago when I was in Turkey and my husband and I were at a McDonald's and we were sitting outside because it was quite warm and we could see these ants going up and down the wall with about a quarter of a chip which would have been like three, four, five times, you know, heavier than them, you would think. And they were busy going along their work with the chip, which was quite amazing. So that's my share. I'm landing my plane.
6: Hi, TM. This is Sophia. I'd like to add something, please. So great segment. Thank you for the segment. Um, I love when you said we should complete each other, not compete. And you did mention about FedEx and everything else. Yes, a lot of people are taking the entrepreneurship role. And I say rather you work for someone or you go on your own. You need a team because teamwork makes the dream work. Also, training, implementations and processes are important to have in place and discipline. So this is what I have to say. And thank you for the segment. As usual, you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Uh,
6: Hi,
7: this you. is Jenny, may I say something?
1: Uh, Jenny, can I reset the room really yes. quickly? Thank you so much uh, for trying to weigh in there. Ladies and gentlemen, you are inside Breakfast of Champions. This is the Millionaire Breakfast Club and we are here every uh, every Monday through Friday, we're in this room, uh, 5 to 11, followed by our incredible social media club, 11A to 1P, Saturday, 6A to 10A, and of course, Sunday, for Club 111. Every morning, we bring you motivation, inspiration, Education and inspiration, because Glenn Lundy always says if you change your way, the way you start your day, you can make a massive impact in your life. We want to support your positive morning routine, not just here in the Clubhouse Room, but we also want to support you through our Morning 5 Planner. This is the tool that gives you a space to check off each morning, five days a week, and make sure you're getting yourself set up for 2022. Plus, for every, excuse me, for the first time ever, we have the QR code. Um, And you are able to take part in the monthly challenges with the entire community, as well as unlock videos, book recommendations and more. Go to the morning five planner dot com. Tap in today right at the top of the room. Jenny, real quickly, my friend, I, I appreciate you real quick. Jenny, you there going once, going twice. All right. It is gone, Jenny. All right. It is 6.05. And again, you're inside the Breakfast of Champions. We are talking about how small and large decisions lead to transformation. And we talked about the ant earlier. Uh, we also talked uh, about how do we broker talent. And so just want to uh, begin to to wind the session down and get into some some additional comments and feedback just by this last scripture that, that I came across. Um, and it really talked about the fruit of the Spirit. And I think as leaders, right, um, probably the most memorable verse for me out of Galatians um, was Galatians 5, 22 and 23. 5, 22 and 3, 23. It, it has a, a list of the fruit of the Spirit. And, and fruit grows from plants, planted seeds, right? Fruit grows from seeds that are planted and when i think about leadership right um leadership is about growing other leaders building people up right we should all be trying to uh develop our replacements and i know that's not comfortable for a lot of people but true leadership is about who are you building who are you developing who are you leveling up right for that next position Because a lot of times we don't want to think about people replacing us, but this is how you should probably consider it. If someone's replacing you, you've gone on to something bigger and better. And if you've gone on to something bigger and better, why wouldn't you want to put someone dynamic in the role that you had to keep what you built growing, right? So for me, the fruit of the spirit, leadership and the fruit of the spirit, extremely important. Again probably the most memorable verse for me was the fruit of the spirit. And and I wanted to um, talk about that a little bit this morning. So every le- yes, go for it. Who's that?
3: I didn't mean to in- interrupt you. This is Kate. Hey Kate. T- oh, TM, I always love your segments because we are so in alignment with the work that we do. And I, I so appreciate that this is the last of your point because um, in, in Matthew Kelly's book, The Culture Solution, he shares the six principles of a dynamic culture, which is grow your people by creating a coaching culture. And so it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, attracting and retaining great talent, when people people want to grow and they want to become better. And when you can provide that to them in your organization, and not only get to know them and their brilliance and be able to kind of pull that out of them to help them grow personally and professionally, but you're helping them become leaders and every organization needs more bold leaders so that people that are in the workforce or aren't yet back in the workforce, they want to be part of those kinds of organizations. And so I just love this conversation. It's just so much of what we do. And and to Glenn's point of kind of just the way the world is changing, you know, that's why you know, we have a, a dream manager program because we believe that if you help your people fulfill the dreams they have personally, they're gonna show up at work differently professionally. They're gonna become more engaged in their life personally and professionally. So all of this stuff is so intertwined. And when we can be part of organizations that understand that, that people are people, they come to work, yes, to do a great job, but also, because they have dreams to fulfill in their own lives. And they believe that if they're part of your organization, they're gonna get better. So love the conversation. Thank you so much for
1: letting me add. Oh, no, thank you. You can add into my segment anytime because you have tremendous value to add. And, and it's true. It, it, it's so true. First of all, I wanna hear more about your dream manager program uh, because th- that's lit. Listen, people don't leave like companies. P- people, don't quit companies people quit bosses they quit the people who was leading them in the company because they didn't feel connected they didn't feel respected they they didn't feel like they were part of the team people have a hard time growing when they don't feel connected or respected right let's stop competing and let's start trying to complete one another what are the fruits of the spirit? T- to me, every, t- go for it. TM, t- t-
8: can I add yeah, something Brian, quick? please do. Sorry, man. I'm in don't the apologize, my be friend. i a little loud, but I think, uh, you know, your, your comment earlier about 40% of, you know, the workforce is going to become entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of talk about, you know, people don't leave companies, which I agree, they leave leaders, but they also leave cultures. And I think that the indicator of people going into entrepreneurship, which is, you know, by most people's perception, not reality, uh, a risky venture, right? Uh, I think it speaks to the issues that exist in corporate culture of, you know, the line level people um, not being heard. And so I think that, you know, the the true definition of leadership is to, you know, take the thoughts and skills and talents of all people uh, and be able to organize them in a way that, Create success for a team, you know, for an entire culture, and I think uh, that is that is really the issue that exists today in corporate America. Is that, you know, the people with the most knowledge of their particular position is the person sitting in that position, and, and so many times the leadership is given um, or taking so much power and not listening to the people that actually have the knowledge that can change the way that that entire company runs. And I think that the result of 40% of the people becoming entrepreneurs is just a symptom of the bigger problem. So that's, that's my two cents.
1: No, that was about 15 cent, man. We appreciate it. Hey
7: TM, it's Alexander. Alexander, good morning. I just want, I, I know that you're gonna get into the
2: fruit of the spirits, but it, there was a lull. So I wanted to share because there was actually a study done out of Harvard as to why people stayed at their current jobs. And um, so they kind of set people up in three different groups, right? You were kind of like an entry level, a moderate level, and then I think it's like a management level, something like that is how it was. But the first two level, and the majority of people at workplaces will stay at a career, stay at a job if they feel connected to the people that they work with. In other words, they feel like they have a best friend at work, they feel, feel like they have at least a friend that they can confide in, they can complain about the managers, <laughs> et cetera. But that actual interpersonal relationship has a higher chance of keeping someone at their job than their pay, than actually the way that their manager manages, et cetera, unless the manager is horrible. And so I always find that interesting to think that people will actually choose people over payments overpay, rather, um, because we so long for that interpersonal connection that's so important. And so as, as leaders, as business leaders, as entrepreneurs that coach teams, if you can make people feel seen, if you can make people feel that you care about them, if you can make people feel, and mean it, I'm not saying fake it, I'm saying actually see them, actually care about them, actually be someone that they can confide in. You know, I can tell that the way that Brian Hess is, the way that organization is run, people are loyal to him because they love him as a human. And he created a culture of interpersonal connections. TM, same thing with the way that you are and so many people on the stage. But just food for thought. Are you seeing the people that you work with that especially someone like me, that's in network marketing and I, I run a volunteer army. No one's gotta wake up and do what they gotta do. If they stop doing it, my kids stop eating. But I have to make them feel seen. I have to make them feel appreciated. I have to be someone who they can talk to and truly, truly, truly love on them. And that's why I always talk about love and I really believe that you can grow your business through the vibration of love because when you make people feel loved, they will feel loyal to you and they will do the best that they can do more than because of the money that you send their way. So, I just wanted to add that to
1: you. Such a dynamic uh, ad and a great segue, Alexander, because I'll tell you something, man. um, Making people feel seen is significant. I I really didn't, I'll be so honest, guys, and and I I try to be honest all the time. I think I'm too honest sometimes, but I, I never knew how important it was. I'm just telling you the damn honest truth. I did not know. And I'm telling you, I said, and and, and Glenn, I believe, um, leaned into why he, I think I flat out asked him a couple questions, like during our um, elites days. And, you know, he, I think I asked him about calling people's names. Why did he do that? Because there's so many names. and And he explained why. And he explained how at one point in his life, he didn't feel seen. He, he didn't feel like anybody cared, anybody saw him, right? And so it was important for him to call people's names out in this room because he wanted people to feel seen. And, Alexander, when you talk about, you know, making people feel loved and making people feel seen, I mean, you're not just blowing smoke. These are not words for you. We hear it every day through your passion. We see it. For those of us who've met you in real life, I have multiple times, right? It's real. And so that's a great segue into the fruit of the Spirit every leader should embrace this th- to me this marvelous list of inward qualities right but do me a favor evaluate yourself against these questions because i literally wrote out questions for myself and, and i think it's totally in alignment with what alexander just said right are you helping people to to feel seen are you helping people to feel connected to feel love? ask yourself when because the first fruit of the spirit is love The first fruit of the spirit is love. And so my question to myself is, is my leadership motivated by love for people? Is my leadership motivated by love for people? The next one is joy. Joy. And if you don't have a pen, do yourself a favor. Pull one out. First one's love. Is my leadership motivated by the love for people? Joy. Do I exhibit an unshakable joy regardless of life's circumstances? Many of us do not. Many of us are moved by everything that happens around us. Pull yourself together. Have joy. Have joy unspeakable. Count it all joy. Number three, peace. Do people see my peace and take courage? Are people encouraged by the fact that I'm not emotional and I'm at peace, even in the midst of tough situations? We're talking about leadership lessons learned today. Long-suffering. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that word. Do I wait patiently for results as I develop people or goals? Do I wait patiently for results long suffering i don't know how i feel about it because it deals with patience and i've gotten better with my patience but i need more patience and i know i'm not the only one in the room who needs about a gallon or two of more patience kindness kindness am i carrying am i caring and understanding toward everyone i meet am i caring and understanding toward everyone i meet some of us are challenged by that. It's hard not to be judgmental. It's hard to listen. It's hard to understand. But if you're going to be kind, you have to be caring and understanding towards everyone you meet. That that means the janitor, not just the CEO in the armani suit, right? That that means the person in the cafeteria who's serving you your food. We should be kind to everyone. Not just people who, who look the part, right, but to everyone. Goodness, do I want the best for others and the organization? Goodness, do I want the best for others and the, and the organization? Faithfulness, have I kept my commitments? How faithful are you? Do you only do it when you feel like it? Do you only do it when you're going to benefit from it? Or are you faithful? Across all all paths, all platforms, all commitments, right? All interactions, all relationships. Are you faithful? Gentleness. Is my strength under control? Can I be both tough and tender? Can I be both tough and tender? Can you rally people when it's time to rally and recognize, but can you also give tough feedback and have courageous conversations and fire people when you need to? All of that is relevant, right? Is your strength under control? Can you be both tough and tender? And then lastly, self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Am I disciplined to make progress towards my goals? Am I disciplined? The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What do your answers to the questions reveal? What do the answers to the questions reveal? Because you should, in fact, ask yourself these questions. We have about 10 minutes left. I am TM Hyman. And I have um, really been encouraged by this conversation myself. The one thing that I don't think you all recognize, when you know, when we are sharing and teaching and adding value, um, you know, it's it's for all of us in the room, even us a lot of times, um, you know, who are sharing, right? And and so please, please, apply, reflect, think. Think about the ant in comparison to yourself, right? You're certainly bigger than an ant. So if an ant can carry three times his size, you probably can carry three times yours as well, right? You may not want to, but the fact is you're built to. You're built to do it. Let's make the tough decisions. Do you know the number one challenge, not just for leaders, the number one challenge for us as individuals, To get to the next level, there's a block. There's a challenge that we experience, and that challenge is the power of decision. Decisiveness. Most of us struggle with decisiveness. All we have to do is make a decision. Good, bad, or crazy, make a decision. And make it quick. Fail fast, that's my motto. Make a decision, fail fast. If it doesn't work, move on. Fail fast. But we have to make a decision. Please say your name before you pop in. Um, I i heard a mic already. um So we're going to pop around,
7: but please just say hey, this your is, name. And <laughs> hey, this is Tony TM. I just want to add something to what, and this is a great segment, by the way. Good morning, man. my it's friend. Amazing, and Alexander. Great ad. I'm just going to add a little something to what Alexander said, and I'll be quick. You all need to make people feel not just seen, also heard and understood, right? People want to be heard and understood. They want to be seen. But for example, on this app, people put their hand up. They want to come up because they want to be heard, right? So if you can make people feel seen, heard, and understood, man, obviously, you've got to take care of them. You know, they've got to... Uh, You know, in many cases, you've got to take care of them the right way, you know, uh, financially and pay them right. But if you make people feel seen, heard and understood, they ain't going anywhere because that's what people lack. Because so many people feel like they're invisible to Alexander's point. And, you know, people, there's other people feel that they don't have a voice. And then, yeah, how many people? do you hear all the time saying you just don't understand me you don't understand you don't understand so if you make people feel seen heard and understood you man that's you've got them and you can uh that's the a true leader makes that happen so people don't stay because they have to they stay because they want to so that's what i gotta share thanks tm
1: great tony rodriguez uh, always appreciate you weighing in man T- totally agree totally agree uh go-
5: May I TM for two seconds? It's Daniel right down here. So I don't know if you can see me. Cool. Um, but I'm just going to show gratitude to what you shared there, you know, uh, because I believe, and this is my perspective, and following through what you said, it is about gratitude, but it's about being a leader, it's about being a servant, and all these points that you gave right now uh, with love, joy, peace, and uh, even the part of suffering because patience is so, so key in what we do, and when that's something I found out recently without the patience and the perseverance maybe in anything that we do in life you know uh, being a network marketer being a crowdfunder, whatever it's that patience that gets us far and i want to show respect to you for sharing that out
1: because that really clicked me in my heart and thank you so so much thank you for your share my friend i appreciate you um thank you hey
6: so tm much. good morning this is kimberly there's just wanted to thank you for the segment um Really allowed uh, me to just do some auditing and some sitting with some of the words you put out today. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Thanks for being who you are.
1: Appreciate you. Uh, I partner with Aris, and we got some that uh, you can, can expect. Future state. Uh, thanks, Aris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah.
6: Good morning, hey. it's Michelle. It's Good morning. It's Michelle Phipps Allen. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for the platform and inviting me to the stage. And TM, TM, you always give the word. I always learn so much from you and I'm so grateful to have you in this space. And I also want to just acknowledge Gloria, who about 20 years ago and Mary Kay um, taught me a whole lot that I still carry with me uh, to this day. But to the topic this morning, I want to speak to that of joy. I used to focus on trying to do a fruitage of the spirit once a week. And I'm telling you, you have brought that to the forefront of my mind uh, to go into the new years. Because sometimes we have habits, but we need to revisit those habits and pick them back up and put them to the forefront. So I appreciate you uh, calling that to mind. And that's going to be my focus to pick one each week as I grow as a human being. So I appreciate that. And one thing I would say about joy was been important to me. um, Years ago, someone said, sometimes you can't always be positive, 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 but you can certainly be grateful. And I found that when I shift on having an attitude of gratitude, you start to focus on more about what's going on good. And so then you shift into that positive energy and you find that center of joy. So that's been helpful for me. And I got to tell you, uh, TM, you making me step it up. Cause I said, certainly I can make sure I'm in alignment with an aunt. So that was a valuable lesson today. And I thank you. And with that, I
1: am complete, you know, that, that, that's how we all should feel. That, that's how we all should feel. A lot of times, many of us feel like we, we are incapable, right? I mean, we, we don't feel like we measure up. We we don't think we have what it takes. And listen, anyone who came in this room today thinking that you were incapable, you didn't have what it takes, listen, I have dispelled that myth in your mind. If an ant can do it, so can you.
9: Hey, Tim, it's Tangie. Um Tangie Brewers, thank you so much for this session. Uh, I love the fruits of the spirit so much. And I often will say for businesses, I'm like, what fruit are you bearing? It's not just the financial the financial bank account, but I often will look at the fruits of the spirit, especially um, as it pertains to that peace. And one of the things I tell my my, 12-year-old son, I always tell him that you have to go to fuel station instead of frustration because you are fueled inside of you with everything to put out whatever is frustrating you. Um, There's been some examples in his life that have gotten like a short fuse, right? They get frustrated very, very easily. And uh, I love that His principal called me and told me that he was in a situation and took over the lunch table. He said, he's a leader at the school. He just took over it and diffused things really quickly. And I said, Kagan, way to go because you have to go to fuel station instead of frustration. Peace is important. And that's a huge fruit of the spirit for every business leader. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
9: Hi, my name is Kristen Carter. Um, I just want to say thank you, TM, for the word today. Um, and I just want to say I really could relate to the ant analogy about, you know, the ant and if it get how it gets knocked down so easy, but it's it's all intricate. You know, detail goes into it being built, and as soon as you know how we're when we get knocked down, we're usually so um eager to give up but like with the ant it doesn't give up it, re, it keeps rebuilding that anthill, you know what I mean every time it gets knocked down it keeps rebuilding you know that drive you know it doesn't change that push because it feels a part it has a family it has a purpose and it and it, its goal is to get to that purpose so I just wanted to let you know that resonated with me because um I had started you know bumped my head and I thought I wanted to give up, but I didn't because that's my passion. So I'm going to stick to it. So I just want to say I appreciate you guys. Good morning and thank you for the word. Hey, Mad
7: Poppin. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Dora Maria. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I have got to pass it off to my good friend, Stephen Kuhn. Uh, if we have enough, I think we're.
6: Yes, I just wanted to amplify that we start where we are with what we have and that together we can amplify each other so much higher. So
1: thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Someone was trying to pop in. Please
7: go. Tim, my brother, this is Marcus Ellis, man. I'm uh,
0: out running this morning and you just set my scissors on molten red hot fire this morning as I was running. So thank you for inspiring me. You inspired me to run faster. Yesterday I ran a 5k in 31 minutes. Today is 27. So I love you, brother. Thank you so much for inspiring me.
1: Hey, love you back, Marcus. Appreciate you, man. Uh, champions, as I wind down and pass it, again, ants. It's the attitude of initiative. Uh, that's the A. The N is the nature of integrity. The T is the thirst for S source of insight. If an ant can do it, so can you. Go out and make a difference in the world today. I am TM Hyman, passing it off to my friends.
5: Thank you,
8: TM. Welcome.